0: mask has revealed another major change to twitter that famous blue tick could be no longer details revealed next two earthquakes in the same region within 24 hours indonesia is reeling from the disaster which left 160 people dead meanwhile the solomon islands is rebuilding after a tsunami warning was issued justice has to be served investigations are continuing into the motive behind the colorado shooting at a gay nightclub demands for justice after five people were killed police say the 22 year old suspect used an ar-15 style semi-automatic weapon the government is facing murder and hate crime charges Thanksgiving is here and Christmas is right around the corner. So with the pandemic's restrictions behind us, why are more and more of us waiting at the airport with delayed flights? In Australia, customers are facing flight delays and cancellations at levels not seen in years. And in the world of tech, the new Twitter owner is holding off the relaunch of Blue Verified until there is high confidence of stopping impersonation. It follows several accounts impersonating Elon Musk himself and other well-known celebrities. In a tweet, the billionaire owner says he might even use a colour check for organisations and individuals.
1: Live from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker
2: News.
0: Hello to our viewers around the world, Britt Coles with you this hour. Stay with us for what you need to know. At least 160 people have been killed and hundreds more injured after a deadly 5.6 magnitude earthquake rocked Indonesia. The country's main island of Java was hit, which has an estimated population of 150 million. The epicenter of the quake is reported to be in West Java at the depth of around 10 kilometres. Local officials confirmed a number of buildings had been damaged, including a hospital and boarding school. Earthquakes occur frequently across the nation but it is uncommon for them to be felt in Jakarta. I was working as normal, doing reports in the office. Usually we can feel the building moving when someone walks. Staying within the region and another earthquake has struck the Solomon Islands. The 7.3 magnitude quake hit near the northeast of Australia. A tsunami threat was issued but that has since passed. Eyewitnesses' reports suggest violent shaking hurled items to the ground and knocked out power in parts of the capital. Australia's Prime Minister was one of the first leaders to offer support to the country.
1: All staff of the Australian High Commission are safe. There are no known injuries, but the roof of the High Commission annex has collapsed. Uh, We have contacted uh, Prime Minister Sogavaro to once again uh, indicate that Australia stands ready to assist. We have, of course, historically played an important role in the Solomon Islands.
0: With the pandemic-related restrictions now mostly behind us, more and more Australians are taking to the skies for a long-awaited vacation. But as travel demand surges, customers are increasingly facing flight delays and cancellations at levels not seen in years.
2: The aviation sector is in crisis mode at the moment, with thousands of Australians continuing to be delayed or stranded altogether right across the country. New data reveals one in four planes are late or being cancelled cancelled as airlines continue to cut flights. The current figures for flight punctuality in Australia are at their lowest levels since official records began back in 2003. In October, just over 69% of flights arrived on time, while 68% left when scheduled. While last month's figures did tick up a little bit from September's records, travellers are still facing some of the worst flight delays and cancellations the nation has ever seen. The Bureau of Infrastructure and Transport has also found Qantas was the top-performing airline in October, with 74% of Qantas flights arriving on time. Virgin landing in second place, with 64% of their planes arriving when they were supposed to. At the other end of the spectrum, Jetstar has the worst on-time performance and one of the highest cancellation rates. It comes as Australia's consumer watchdog continues to receive a record number of complaints, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight, so you can only assume these complaints will continue to flood in. William Howard, Ticker News.
0: Staying with aviation news for the moment, European nations are asking the UN if one pilot is enough for commercial flights. The International Civil Aviation Organization will look into the possibility of making commercial flights a single pilot operations. It's all part of a desperate bid to reduce costs as the sector bounces back from COVID-enforced restrictions. But they also want data on whether there are any extra costs needed like ground support and two-way communications. It's even looking at the redevelopment of cockpits and safety risks. Some pilots have already commented on the potential move, saying it could be overwhelming if there is just one person in control. Australia is among the countries that have dropped when it comes to digital readiness. A new report shows there is a national digital divide as the world is ranked on ease of doing business and the start-up environment. For more, let's bring in Tim Fawcett, who is the Director of Government Affairs at Cisco ANZ. Fantastic to have your company today. Thanks for joining us. But in a nutshell, what exactly is in this report?
1: Well, hi, Britt. Good afternoon. Good evening to your viewers. Uh, Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, Well, what we've done today is released our third version of Australia's Digital Readiness Index Report, which is measuring Australia's capability or capacity to capture the opportunities that come from investing in digital technologies, digital platforms, and in our people to harness the opportunities that digitisation brings Um, We've also released a global report which ranks Australia against 146 other countries around the world. And we're also releasing a separate report which individually ranks our states and territories. So Mm. quite a broad view globally, but also a detailed view about how we're going across Australia's eight states Mm. and territories.
0: And Tim, where are the gaps? And I guess where are the opportunities that really are available for Australia to harness here?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, in the global report, Australia certainly plays to its strengths, and that is our capability uh, around our educated workforce, so our very, very highly educated workforce, our highly educated community. So our human capital score was one of our leading indicators for us. Um, The other area where Australia did very well is on a category called basic human needs, and this is where we're just measuring things like life expectancy, Um, ability to access uh, fresh water, et cetera, infant mortality, homelessness. So basic measures that mean that you have a community that is safe, secure, and is able to access basic services. Those were the good things about Australia. The things that weren't so good were areas where we might ordinarily expect it to have done better, and that is things like technology adoption and technology infrastructure, uh, we also need to do more work around startup investment mm-hmm. and business and government investment, particularly in areas like research and development and in expenditure on education right across our, our uh, communities, state and, mm-hmm. uh, and federal.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is surprising to hear that startups don't do as well compared to other countries, considering how much we really do focus on that and really gearing up tech. But just before you go, Tim, how does Australia compare to other countries here when you look at all the countries as a whole on a scale?
1: Yeah, so we did very well. Uh, We were 16th of 146 countries, placing us in the highest ranking uh, of all countries around the world. So we're uh, up there with uh, countries that uh, like Japan, like Korea. Um, the United States was ranked fourth and Singapore was first for the third year in a row, suggesting that there's something that's going on there in Singapore, particularly around that national focus by the leaders of Sin- the Singapore government on making Singapore the best digital country in the world. And we think that's one of the things that we can learn from One of our close regional partners and neighbours is that we can bring that national focus from the federal government and state and federal government, uh, state governments and territory governments to really invest in those things which are important to us, like digital infrastructure, like uh, research and development, like innovation capability, while building on the things that we're already strong in.
0: Indeed. Thank you so much for your time today, Tim from Cisco. Appreciate it. Uh, Definitely hope to see what Australia does within now and to the next ranking. Thank you. Thank you, Britt. Elon Musk just can't stay out of the headlines. The new Twitter owner is holding off the relaunch of Blue Verified until there is high confidence of stopping impersonation. It follows several accounts impersonating Musk himself and other well-known celebrities. In this tweet, Musk says he might even use a color check for organizations and individuals. It comes as the company's head of French operations calls time on the social media platform. Damien VL simply tweeted it's over before thanking his team, which he has led for seven years of course elon musk has been firing top executives and enforced steep job cuts at the company since he took over several weeks ago And it has been revealed that conspiracy theorist Alex Jones will not be allowed to return to Twitter. After reactivating the accounts of former US President and rapper Kanye West over the weekend, Twitter CEO Elon Musk has said no to Jones coming back. Jones has been previously banned on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube and Apple after claiming the Sandy Hook massacre was all a hoax. Twenty children and six adults lost their lives in the 2012 shooting. has also been forced to pay $1.44 billion in damages to the families for his comments about the massacre. Doctors believe they've finally worked out the mystery behind the death of Bruce Lee. Of course, a legendary martial artist died in 1973, but it isn't until now that doctors have tried to work out the reason behind the brain swelling, which ultimately caused his death. It's understood the kidney's inability to excrete excess water killed Bruce Lee. At the time, doctors thought the brain swelling was due to a painkiller, but nearly five decades on, research shows he may have died from low concentration. We'll be right back in just a moment. Stay with us for more Ticker News.
1: You're watching Ticker News. For breaking news 24-7, visit tickernews.co. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, download the Ticker News app on your smart TV and stream us live on our Facebook page. More news is just minutes away.